Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Bible Prophecy for today, where I give news and views that are controversial, ones that you're going to hear about in the mainstream media, and I do it all from a West Texans biblical point of view. So let's hit some headlines, shall we? So I recorded this last night, and uh, the audio was terrible. So one thing I noticed, if my cell phone is within any vicinity of this audio box, um, radio, uh, audio equipment, uh, it's like a crazy audio vibe thing in the background. I'm like, uh, and you can't edit that out, folks. So let's just go ahead. So I have hinted at this article and I've talked about it several times, but I have not actually read the article because I always run out of time. And so we're going to talk about it numero uno on this uh, episode today. It's why have so many young doctors died since the COVID vaccine rollout? We're going to talk about that. And another one is every 24 hours a teacher is arrested for child sex crimes folks i'm not making that up a digital dictatorship is coming the power to monitor and control all transactions what does that sound like to you sounds like hmm, the beast system spoken of in the book of daniel and in the book of revelation folks it is coming. One other thing I want to advise you guys of, if you have not gone and watched, this is Mark Henry Ministries. They do have a, I think it's a bi-monthly, a bi-monthly conference, um, a Bible prophecy conference now. And it used to be Jan Markell. She used to put this on, remember, every year. Now they're doing them twice a month. That is how fast things are happening now in the end days. And so it's understanding the times. It's Jan Markell, Pastor Mark Henry, and you know him, I love him. I am absolute favorite pastor billy crone is on here and he is talking about transhumanism folks you do not want to miss that they did that on i believe it's october the 6th i believe um somewhere around there we'll just say october the 6th sounds good anyway go back and find that on their youtube channel i'm telling you it is what you thought they were doing with the little two brain cells in the in the dish playing pong you remember hearing about that yeah way way more insidious things they've done than that especially in the uk oh my goodness folks Mm. anywho go check that out you will not be disappointed what else fake meat anyone you know him you love him leo holman my favorite dot com. anyway fake meat yes israeli company to export product touted by the wef fake news media company guys they're probably already doing it. Remember the red slime in the meat? You remember that? Or was it the pink slime at the grocery stores? You guys remember hearing about that? And they're probably still putting that in the meat. That's why I always tell you guys, find you a local farmer or a rancher and get your meat from them. If you live in the Texas panhandle or or I think it's I think he delivers to Colorado and Oklahoma and New Mexico as well as Piedom Meat. P-A-I-D-O-M. Piedom Meat is in Nazareth, Texas. And that is grass-fed and grass-finished beef. Now he's got beef, he's got goat, he's got all kinds of lamb, all kinds of stuff. Go check him out. Anyway, if you're on Facebook, you can find him there too. What else? Biden's paltry response to Iran protest empowers the regime, placing Americans and the nation of Israel at risk. There's more news I'll talk about a little later about that too. And so we also have, uh, this is straight from the horse's mouth. That World Economic Forum.org Agenda 2022. Speaking of, when I'll come back to it, but the digital dictatorship. So I read from their own website that was posted a few days ago. I hope I didn't, uh, I sure did. 
I had it highlighted, but that's okay. That's okay. We will find it again. So anyway, uh, yeah. So they're talking about um, what, like controlling your money, like programming your money, what you can and what you can't spend it on. And, you know, Pastor Billy Crone talks about, he says, uh, you know, you like to save up for stuff like, oh, I want to buy that car. So I'm going to save up some money and buy that car. Oh, you know, I really want that rifle. So I'm going to save up some money and buy that rifle. Right. Mm, not so much because they program your money. Uh, they can program it what you can spend it on what you can't spend it. So if you're going to save up some money, buy a whole bunch of meat, guess what? It's going to expire at the end of the month. So uh, you're not going to be able to do that. And so anyway, it talks about it here uh, a little bit more about that from their own words in their, I mean, you know, what do you call it? The horse's mouth? Yes, I found it. There it is. Highlighted. We'll talk about that um, here shortly. So folks, so much going on in the news today. So let's roll on back over here and talk about what I've been wanting to talk about for the last couple episodes. Just haven't got to it. So this is at the WND.com. Um, so that is WND.com. And it says, why have so many adult doctors died since the COVID vaccine rollout? And physicians urging medical association to investigate. This is by Art and Moore. It's posted on the 18th of October of this year, 2022. So, an alarming spike in the deaths of young Canadian doctors since the COVID-19 vaccine was mandated for healthcare workers demands an investigation, a physician and cancer researcher told the Canadian Medical Association. And so, Dr. William Magus, a nuclear medicine physician with more than 100 peer-reviewed research publications, also calls for an immediate end to COVID-19 vaccine mandates in Canadian healthcare, the Gateway Pundit reported. He goes, quote, our analysis shows Canadian doctor deaths under the age of 50 in 2022 will be twofold higher compared to 2019, uh, all the way through 2019 through 2020, right, he wrote. So shockingly, doctor deaths under age 40 are five-fold higher, and doctor deaths under the age of 30 are eight-fold higher. Folks, this is insane. So, Makis noted that uh, at the Canadian Medical Association-sponsored International Conference on Physician Health last week, a topic that was not discussed was young Canadian doctors dying suddenly and unexpectedly after COVID vaccine rollout. On September the 3rd, 2022, he says he wrote you, he goes, I wrote you a letter regarding the sudden and unexpected deaths of 32 Canadian doctors since the rollout of COVID-19 vaccines. And I raised concerns about COVID-19 vaccines and vaccine mandates contributing to these sudden deaths, the medical uh, scientist said. The letter went viral on social media. It was viewed by millions of people worldwide, was translated into dozens of languages, and became the topic of numerous podcasts, media interviews, internet videos, and news articles. The CMA, he said, apparently doesn't share the tremendous interest worldwide into what is killing Canada's fully COVID-19 vaccinated young doctors. Addressing CMA leaders Dr. Catherine Smart and Dr. Alika LaFontaine, he said, both of you failed or refused to respond to my letter. And you also failed or refused to respond to inquiries made by American philanthropist Mr. Steve Kirsch, as well as inquiries made by journalists. He says, I'm now providing you an update with information about 80 young Canadian doctors who died suddenly or unexpectedly since the rollout of COVID-19 vaccines, he wrote. Four more doctors have died since my previous letter, and these unexpected deaths are accelerating. You cannot continue to ignore this. 
Mackey said, uh, and he and his team have assembled a database of 1,638 Canadian doctor deaths during the period of 2019 to 2022, with 972 of them from CMA's website. He says our preliminary analysis of this extensive data suggests that Canadian doctor deaths under age 50 in 2022 will be twofold higher compared to 2019 and 2022 average. He also cited the recent announcement. I'm sorry, they recently announced the sudden deaths at Canadian's prestigious McMaster University of three young, fully COVID-vaccinated medical residents this past summer, which he called unprecedented. Folks, this is no um, coincidence. This is no whatever that they want to tell you guys. This is murder. This is straight-up murder. Like I said, you're not going to hear about this in the mainstream media. This will be posted to my Rumble channel, by the way. <laughs> not YouTube. Anyway, so all Canadian medical students and residents were forced into unscientific, unethical, cruel, and harmful COVID-19 vaccine mandates, Mikey's wrote. I implore you again to remember our Hippocratic Oath and your own CMA Code of Ethics and call for an immediate halt to all COVID-19 vaccine mandates in Canadian healthcare. Folks, it's all planned. It's absolutely planned. You know, my doctor just passed away. Her funeral was yesterday. Um, beautiful service. Beautiful service. Extraordinarily, extraordinary young woman. She was, man, I tell you what, you will, I will never find another physician like her. She was uh, compassionate. She was caring. She had a great sense of humor. And um, you don't find that very often, but they don't rush you through like cattle. You know, they sit there and actually learn about you. I'd gone to her since I was 22 years old. And so I'm a little quiet a bit older than that now. We'll just say she's been my doctor for over 25 years. Anyway, uh, Esmeralda Ruth uh, Pilko Jaber, may she rest in peace. And I know she knew the Lord Jesus Christ, and I know that she was ushered in uh, to the presence of Jesus when she died on October the 12th. And he said, uh, well done, my good and faithful servant. And so may the Lord bless her family and her friends and all of her patients and colleagues. She was wonderful. She was a wonderful doctor. And I have no doubt it had a lot to do with this stupid um, vaccine. Anyway, you notice that cancer deaths are spiking. Cancer diagnoses are spiking. Just in the church that I attend where the older folks got the, you know, and uh, a lot of them have... Lots of cancer, leukemia, all kinds of crazy things are going on. Folks, be in prayer for the people. Um, it's been planned, and I'm going to play you a clip, an audio clip here um, shortly, and uh, and it's going to it's going to show you the truth about what this was meant to do. Actually, let's play that right now. Okay, guys. So here is that clip check this out i am not kidding folks i'm gonna make this a little bit bigger here we go and we also make the commitment that every year as we discover and bring to the u.s or to the uh, europe or to the world new medicines automatically those new medicines will be inserted into uh, the offer of the portfolio that we will offer into these countries i think that uh, it's really fulfilling of a dream that we had together with my leadership team when we started in 19. Uh, the first week we met in January of 19 in California and to set up the goals for the next five years. And one of them was by 2023, we will reduce 
the number of people in the world by 50%. I think today this dream is becoming uh, reality. So it's really a purpose. Did you hear that, folks? Reduce the world's population by 50%. And they see that already happening. Did you hear that? Should I play that again? Let's play it again, shall we? I'm going to skip through his mumbo-jumbo here. Let's see. Here we go. Really fulfilling of a dream that we had together with my leadership team when we started in 19. Uh, the first week we met in January of 19 in California and to set up the goals for the next five years. And one of them was by 2023, we will reduce the number of people in the world by 50%. I think today this dream is becoming a reality. Did you hear that? When we met in January of 19, which is 2019, and set up our five-year plans for 2023 to reduce the world population by 50%. And today, they see that happening. Folks, if you think for one moment that all of us telling you about this stuff are conspiracy theorists, you're wrong. The Bible, the Bible, the Bible told us these things were going to happen. Jesus told us not to scare us. But to prepare us. We are not to be afraid of these end times. We are not to be afraid because God told us. We're to stand bold to tell people about Jesus until we are raptured out of here. Or we die first and then go to meet the Lord. So, I'm telling you. Get ready, folks. Get ready. So, okay. So, uh, let's continue on. Shall we be... I, you see what we're saying? I'm... Man, guys, I never thought I would see this happen. But see, all the doctors, they're literally, I mean, look how many have died. 1,000 some odd doctors. And since he even wrote that article, four more have died. Funny. And there's more evil going on. You can tell that we live in a world that is when they would call evil good and good evil like Isaiah said, you know you're in the end times. We're most definitely in the end times. Because every 24 hours, a teacher is arrested for child sex crimes. I can't imagine why. Do you see what they're teaching kids? Do you see the, the sex education? It's not sex education. That's sex indoctrination. Sex propaganda. Hey, little Timmy, you can be Jane. Hey, Jane, you can be John. Kids, don't think that way. Look at the... I'm going to go to it. I'm not going to. My blood pressure will skyrocket. Let's read this article. DavidFiriazzo.com. Go check it out. So, the article is written by David Furiazzo. So, in an alarming and disturbing story you won't hear reported by most media outlets in the U.S., hundreds of public school teachers have been arrested for child sex crimes so far in 2022. This equates to one every 24 hours. So, every day... There's now a teacher arrested for sex crimes. According to a new report, in just for nine months of this year, at least 269 kindergarten through 12 educators, quote, have been arrested. Is there any correlation with the graphic sex ed curriculum or the fact a number, a record number of teachers are homosexual, lesbian, bisexual, or transgender, or whatever crap they want to make themselves up to be? I feel like I'm a cat today. Sorry, folks. Anyway. 
parents. Once again, you've been warned, he says. 74% of these arrests involve alleged sex crimes committed by teachers against students. The charges range from grooming to raping underage children. The growing list of so-called educators arrested for sexual crimes contains four principals. Two assistant principals, 20 teachers' aides, and 226 teachers, including 17 substitute teachers. Democratic teacher unions have kept many of these cases under wraps while they continue demanding more taxpayer funding decade after decade. In fact, as federal funding increased through the decades, so has the amount of graphic, perverted sex ed content. Test scores, however, have rapidly declined. We don't care about that as long as you're stupid. We want you dumbed down, common core bullcrap. Have you guys seen that ridiculous common core? They don't want you smart. They want you stupid. You're easier to control if you're stupid. You know, that's what it seems to me. Anyway, uh, the analysis by Fox News Digital looked at local news stories featuring arrests of K-12 public school educators in school districts across the country. The scary thing is the fact many arrests involving children or teachers, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, many arrests involving teachers are not reported by the media, which means the actual number of teachers arrested is likely much higher. If this story was about the Roman Catholic Church or Evangelical Christian, there would be front-page news across the country. But the leftist-controlled big-tech media conglomerate will cover for one of its sacred cash cows, the Democratic Party's government-run schools. They're going to cover for them. Oh, no, no, we can't let this get out. The number of teachers arrested for child sex abuse is just the tip of the iceberg, much as it was for the Catholic Church prior to widespread exposure and investigation in the early 2000s. So, City Journal's Christopher Rufo, a senior fellow at the Manhattan Institute, states, quote, The best available academic research published by the Department of Education suggests that nearly 10%, 10% of public school students suffer from physical abuse between kindergarten and 12th grade. According to that research, the scale of sexual abuse in the public schools is nearly 100 times greater than that of the Catholic Church, he said. The question for critics who seek to downplay the extent of public school sexual abuse is this. How many arrests need to happen before you consider it a problem? How many children need to be sexually abused by teachers before you consider it a crisis? We're all waiting for that answer. I hear crickets. What about you guys? This is absolutely appalling. Appalling. Anyway, so he says, excellent questions. Apparently, the last time the U.S. Department of Education released a report on this problem was nearly 20 years ago. At the risk of stating the obvious, these teachers are simply acting on sexual desires and sinful impulses that have been promoted and normalized by Hollywood, social media, school books, and sexualized curriculum in the classroom. A few quick examples of school predators include a former Michigan principal, elementary school teacher, and coach who taught in multiple public schools. It was charged with first-degree criminal sexual conduct and accused of sexually assaulting at least 15 boys during his education career spanning several decades. Oh, I'm sure it's way more than that. A Texas middle school teacher was investigated earlier this year following allegations of misconduct involving a student, but they let him return to the classroom. He was charged with two counts of indecency with a child by uh, sexual contact and put on administrative leave months later when the school district launched an investigation. Months later, folks. Months later. Oh, goodness, folks. 
A Baltimore man was arrested last month accused of impregnating a 14-year-old former student and having sexual relationships with multiple minors since 2009, including an 8-year-old student. The pervert has been charged with rape, numerous counts of second-degree assault, and various sex offenders. Send that little beep to Texas, and I hope he meets Bubba in prison. These are even evil, wicked, wretched, filth. And they should, as far as I'm concerned, this is what the Bible says. If you hurt a child, it would have been better if a millstone were hung around your neck and you were thrown into the depths of the sea. To hell with these people. I have no sympathy for them. But I know it's probably unchristian. I'm, I'm sure people are going to tell me, oh my gosh, how can you supposed to be a Christian? Blah, blah, blah. Well, I am a Christian. But with these, these demonic, satanically possessed people do with children is unbelievable. I studied criminal justice. It was my major back in college. And things that people do will make you absolutely sick. Physically ill. Anyway. So, tragically, we could list more than one case for every day, he says, of the year, and, mo- and yet most parents have no idea about these stu- stories and how frequently they take place. Amazingly, a report this past June, study of state policies to prohibit aiding and abetting sexual misconduct in schools analyzed state policies that allow, quote, suspected sexual abusers to quietly leave their jobs to possibly offend again in different school districts. Part of the problem is only 19 states require employers to request information from an applicant's current and former employees. What in the beep is going on? How in the, I mean, how can this possibly be, I don't even understand. These should be criminal charges. How can you leave a school as you should have been criminally charged for this and go to another school and then they run a simple background check. When they call evil good and good evil. I'm just telling you, the government-run school system replaced any Christian influence with atheism, secular humanism, globalism, moral relativism, sex, and the big three, diversity, equity, and inclusion, or DEI. Founding father Benjamin Rush once said... The great enemy of the salvation of man, in my opinion, never invented a more effective means of limiting Christianity from the world than by persuading mankind that it was improper to read the Bible at schools. Remove God and anything goes. Maybe the Ten Commandments weren't so bad after all. The war against Christian values is not going to stop and our children will remain the greatest target. There are a number of possible solutions, he says. First... We better acknowledge how bad it's getting instead of ignoring the problems or saying this could never happen in our town or your town. Second, understand the agenda behind the level of depravity and deviancy within the public school system and remove your children immediately if you haven't already. For parents deciding to take the risk and keep their kids in public school, you must be active and engaged every single day. Teach them God's word at home and talk openly about every topic. Yes, every single topic, he says. Chris Rufo and others suggest school districts adopt a simple policy. Pornographic and sexual explicit content must no longer be permitted in the classroom, school library, or online via a school-related source. He says, 
This common sense age-appropriate restriction is supported by 79% of the public, according to a recent survey. And then the other uh, remaining, what, 21% are probably the perverts. That's why they're not agreeing with it. Anyway, but the left refuses to retreat on the radical LGBTQ, ABCDEFG propaganda. I threw the extra letters in myself because you never know what they're going to come up with next. Anyway, Democrats in Virginia are pushing a new bill to give them power to put you, yes, folks, you in prison if you don't affirm your child's identity as, quote, non-binary or pansexual or genderqueer. That's right. Parents could face abuse charges for not going along with cultural delusion and affirming their LGBTQ, ABCDEFG child. But where do you think these kids are getting these ideas from? From the curriculum, the perverted garbage that they're being told in school. Folks, I'm telling you guys, this is evil. You know it. I know it. I don't have to tell you. It just makes me just sick. Absolutely sick. So when they call evil good and good evil, you know this is where we're at. So if you don't affirm your child saying whatever they think, well, then you could go to prison. Is this not, is this in Virginia? Oh my. I'm telling you guys, I never thought I would see it get this bad. I just can't fathom. I just, I can't fathom it. I just can't. It just makes me sick. It just hurts my heart. Anyway, a teacher friend sent me a school district email recently encouraging teachers to celebrate the LGBTQ History Month in their classrooms during October. You've heard of Queer All Year, right? The programming doesn't stop in June, Pride Month, and never did. I never heard of it, but we do now. K-12 teachers are receiving marching orders to promote the BLM, CRT, LGBTQ, gender pronouns, transitions, and bow at the altar of Planned Parenthood. What could go wrong? It is no surprise, according to a report, 42,000 minors were diagnosed with gender dysphoria last year. Since the data was based on insurance claims for gender transition treatments in the last five years, the actual numbers may be much higher. These are consequences of rejecting God, redefining truth, ignoring biology and reality, devaluing human life, and minimizing the agendas to indoctrinate children. May God show us the best way to prepare and protect and equip our children to stand firm in Christ. As we lead by example in these battles, let us remember that our Lord still reigns. In the midst of this spiritual war, he will provide strength, wisdom, and reminders of his presence as we trust his sovereignty. We're living in the midst of a crisis the corrupt have created, and Christians must not be silent. He says... I hope and pray you know how to respond to those who continue voting for and supporting this depravity. Folks, this is depravity on a line I've never I've never heard. The Bible Romans one culture, I say it all the time. It, we followed that hook, line, and sinker all the way. And we are already in the reprobate mind. We're in the downfall. We're, there's no coming back, I don't think. The only way we would is if God Almighty intervened. We are heading so fast towards the tribulation. I, it, things happen so fast you can't keep up with them at all. I mean, it's like, like I remember years ago, like you could write a book on, on Bible prophecy and you could stay on the shelf for five years to be just fine. You can't even do an episode on Bible prophecy in three days. That episode is outdated. It's so fast, guys. 
the wickedness, the absolute depravity of society. Reprobate mind is what the Bible says. Will turn you over to a reprobate mind. You're like an animal. Like you can't make sense. You can't think. You you don't. You just. You can't look at the world today. That's exactly what it is. Oh goodness. Anyway, more news today is digital dictatorship is coming. The power to monitor and control all transactions. This is by Activist Post. You can find it on prophecynewswatch.com. Governments and financial institutions are increasingly warning to the idea, or I'm sorry, warming of the uh, idea of introducing central bank digital currencies, or these are CBDCs, central bank digital currencies. Central banks, digital tokens pegged to a country's fiat money and controlled and backed by the authorities in ways they could never do with any other money. Yes, folks, that's what is happening. On Friday, October the 14th, the IMF streamed a live video on YouTube called Central Bank Digital Currencies for Financial Inclusion, Risks, and Rewards. You notice these words, inclusion, equity. Equity is not equality. Remember that. Mm. Yes, folks. Speakers were Her Majesty Queen Maxima of the Netherlands, who's also the UN Secretary General Special Advocate for Inclusive finance for development Kristalina Giorgiani or whatever uh, managing director of the IMF and Bo Lee I think that's supposed to be by Lee anyway uh, deputy managing director and Cecilia Skingsley the BIS innovation hub director don't you love their little names that they give themselves oh boy let's see it was all about global financial inclusion which they said was or which they said has improved over the past 10 years but almost a quarter of the world's adult population is still unbanked. It is hoped that central bank digital currencies would be affordable, widely accepted, and safe instruments, which would address some of the issues surrounding financial inclusion, among other things. Sorry to be a smart but <laughs> Inclusion. Anyway, uh, so with less than 5,000 views, the live stream went under the radar for many, but our buddy Tim Hinchcliffe over at The Sociable kept an eye on what was going on. Tim posted a video of Biley, the deputy manager. Yep, knew it was Biley. Uh, the deputy ma uh, manager, director of the IMF, explaining how the CBDs can be programmed. I'm sorry, CDBS can be programmed. Anyway, so it says... Um, According to Bai Lee, a CDBC can improve financial inclusion by allowing government agencies and private sector players to program. I like that. By allowing government agencies and private sector players to program to create smart contracts. Smart contracts are programs stored on blockchain that run when predetermined conditions are met. Most of the time, they're used to automate agreement execution so everyone knows the outcome right away without any intermediaries. The smart contract would allow targeted policy functions like, check this out, folks. This smart contract would allow targeted policy functions like welfare payments, consumption coupons, food stamps, etc. With CBDS or CBDCs, sorry, we can precisely control, listen, we can precisely control what people can and can't own. Also, what kind of use the money can be programmed for, like food only. That's a quote by Bai Lee. 
As a result of this potentially programmability, government agencies can precisely target their support packages to the right people. CBDCs uh, can't solve every financial inclusion challenge, but they can work together with financial literacy and digital liter literacy. CBDC will have to work with other policies like digital identities in wallets. And of course, this goes hand in glove with what the World Bank Group reported a uh, report titled CBDC for Cross-Border Payment described in November 2021. Folks, I could go on with this article, but I think you get the hint. They're already talking about uh, those transaction data in terms of how many coffees I drink every day or where I buy my coffee or do I use the Uber every day and what kind of working hours I have. Those non-traditional data can be very useful for financial service providers to give me a credit score. And based on that credit score, the service providers can give me a credit line without any face-to-face -face due diligence. Yes, folks. This is what they're talking about. So Bo Lee's already talking, or Bo Lee's already talking about. I can give you one example in China. Those transaction data can be utilized by service providers and credit underwriters. So I'm telling you guys, this is this is what they've planned. And I'm going to come over here, and this is from their own horse's mouth, what I talked about earlier. The World Economic Forums.org, right? The WeForum.org Agenda 2022 Cryptocurrency Regulation Sanctions Web 3, right? This is posted in October. They just did it. So I have this highlighted and it says, Since sanctions rely on proactive enforcement by banks and other financial institutions, such entities may err on the side of caution and be overly restrictive with their compliance measures. Depending upon specific circumstances, non-compliant institutions could find themselves blocked from participation in the global financial system. As such, it may result in shutting out new Web3 users while potentially deplatforming existing ones. Know your business requirements for Web3 companies could become more stringent, again, making it harder for such companies to access fiat banking. Folks, he wondered how the mark of the beast would have come about. Like, how? How could this mark of the beast? Even 50 years ago, you're like, how was it? It wasn't possible then, but folks, it is possible now. Not only possible, they're thinking, they're thinking about 2023 or 2024. Look, they're all going 2025, 2023. It was Agenda 2030. Now it's Agenda 2025. Now they're wanting 50% of the population by 2023. Do you remember, catch that earlier? They said it themselves from their own mouth, folks. They don't care if you know. They don't care because they know there's nothing you can do about it now. If you have taken the jab, folks, mm. I would work on building back your immune system and detoxing your body. Anyway, and praying because God is in ultimate control. So Harbinger's Daily tells us that Biden's paltry response to Iran protest empowers the regime, placing Americans and the nation of risk at or the nation of Israel at risk. More of that has happened today. Uh, just with all this is going on, he is an absolute, this is Mike Pompeo that wrote this article. He is an absolute failure. He's a failure. He's an embarrassment. He's just an embarrassment. He's a moron. He's always been a moron, Biden has. He's a, just, don't get us started over here in the United States because we're embarrassed. We are appalled and there's nothing really we can do about it because it was, you know, we all know the truth. Anyway, fake meat, anyone, Israeli company to export product 
touted by the WEF, fake news media company. Yes, folks. You've got to hear this to believe it. And like I said earlier in the program, you know, the the pink slime was going into the meat products here in the United States. I don't know about the rest of the world because, you know, I noticed the rest of the world cares about their population where the United States doesn't. We use chemicals and artificial foods and coloring and dyes and all kinds of garbage in our food that over in, the, in Europe, they don't allow that at all. As all this has been banned. Not here in the United States. <laughs> no, keep eating those Skittles. Yeah. Keeping that red dye, number 41 or whatever. Um, I buy most of my food organic. The majority of it as much as I can. And I think I mentioned this last night on the recording that I did that it was terribly audio. But anyway, um, people, when you go and you're stocking up and your preps and, you know, if you do prep and all this kind of stuff, please, like I listen to this one person and she goes, well, I don't buy anything if it's under a dollar. If it's, if it's more than a dollar a can, I'm not going to buy it. I'm like... I want you guys to pay very, very close attention to the food that you are buying. And I want you to pick up that can. I want you to read down the, the I know I'm talking very bottom, very small print right next to the rim on the bottom of your can. And it's going to say bio, made with bioengineered products, bioengineered organisms. It's not just non-GMO or GMO or genetically modified. Or, and now it's bioengineered. And then you have genetically modified food as well. And it'll have all that but itty bitty print with a itty bitty star in front of it and a little asterisk. And then you'll read that. So, think about it. Now, I know if, you know, beep really hit the fan. <laughs> or like I like to say in my book, when the rapture hits the fan. <laughs> and who knows what all we're going to see here, how worse, how bad it's going to get, right? But, you know, at that point in time, does it really matter if you're eating modified food? Probably not because you're going to starve if you don't, right? But until then, if you can buy non-GMO, spend the other 20 cents a can, buy non-GMO. You know, um, do what you can. But I mean, by all means, if you can't, that's fine. You know, pray over it. But once I read this article to you, you're going to have a better understanding of why I say what I say and why I do this. I've been eating organic since I think 2004 or two, yeah, 2004, 2005. And so... I mean, very specific. And what started me on it um, was I used to eat at Subway every day on my lunch. I ate at Subway every day. And then all of a sudden, I had like a really bad reaction. And ended up at the, the hospital. Had all this stuff. There were all these tests. I couldn't figure out. And they finally narrowed it down to some preservative that was in their bread or whatever. I'm not sure. We still don't know. But ever since that happened, I started reading ingredients. My doctor told me. This is the same one that just best bless her heart. I remember her telling me way back then. She goes, if you can't pronounce it. Don't you probably shouldn't be eating it? And I'm like, that's true. So I have lived pretty much since 2004. If I can't pronounce or if I don't know what it is, I'm not going to eat it. But anyway, I just throw that out there because you know I like to ramble. But anyway, um, so fake meat. This is October 18th of 2022. Leo Homan, H O H M A N N dot com. You know him, you love him. He is my favorite. Anyway, so. An Israeli company called Redefined Meat has announced a deal to partner with an importer that will deliver its lab-grown meat into Western Europe, where World Economic Forum puppet governments are forcing ranchers and farmers to cull their herds of beef, cattle, chicken, and swine. Redefined Meat Markets is product, or Redefined Meat Markets is product under the brand name New Meat using 3D printers to manufacture pieces of meat that mimic states, tenderloins, and other choice cuts. It said in release last Thursday, they used genetically modified cells, 
Listen to this, folks. They use genetically modified cells to grow this, quote, meat, unquote, in a lab. According to a report by Thomson Reuters, uh, the Israeli startup company, which raised $170 million in, free fi- I'm sorry, in financing this year, operates large-scale meat printers. Yes, folks, meat printers at its headquarters south of Tel Aviv in a new factory in the Netherlands where it plans to develop its products as an alternative to real meat raised by ranchers in fields and farmlands. The Netherlands? Now, isn't that interesting that this fake meat company would open a factory there? The government of the Netherlands is headed by Mark Root, presenter and author at the World Economic Forum, and Root just happens to be the most aggressive pusher of green energy programs in Europe. His anti-farming, anti-private property policies are so aggressive that he's touched off an uprising among Dutch farmers who are frustrated by the new laws about the new laws forbidding them from using adequate nitrogen fertilizers and fossil fuels critical to raising livestock. Without livestock, you have no meat. And without meat, you open up a market for lab-grown fake meat, which suddenly becomes a critical source of protein for human consumption. Interestingly, the corporate media giant Thomson Reuters is another proud member of the Globalist World Economic Forum. You can check that out right there if you would like to click there. You can go to, like I said, leohoman.com. And you can find that source there, which represents ground zero in the global anti-livestock, anti-meat agenda. Keep that in mind as you read the Reuter story on the Israeli company trying to redefine meat. The WEF put out a video in 2018 that said meat, the real stuff, would be an occasional treat in the Great Reset. And you can watch that right there. And that's actually the World Economic Forum themselves. You'll be... You'll own nothing and be happy. Yep. So it's not surprising that Thompson Reuters would be putting out an article like this, dishonestly trying to sell us on the merits of fake meat. This article and many others like it will be picked up by the Thompson Reuters subscribers, which include thousands of newspapers, websites, and other news outlets. And Reuters describes it this way. Quote, early hop about plant based meat alternatives seen as better for animals in the environment has ebbed as inflation and recession worries make some consumers return to cheaper animal meat products while staffing shortages have hit fast food chains an important sales channel for plant-based burger patties early hype seen as better by who is anyone other than bill gates and a small cadre of billionaire investors really all that excited about the prospects uh, meat grown in a lab please <laughs> but you can see exactly how they will push it on us using their WEF partners and the corporate media to give them loads of free propaganda reporting that passes as, quote, news. We no longer get news from corporate media. We get narratives. Fake news corporate media promoting fake meat. Why? Because it fits the narrative of their common agenda. That's how the Great Reset, i.e. the beast system, is being implemented. Not by corrupt governments alone, but by governments involved in public-private partnerships with big corporations. It's the same with electric vehicles. Nobody really wants them other than a small group of woke young people, but electric vehicles fit the WEF narrative, so the corporate spin masters promote them ad nauseum, and the major energy companies work with the governments to drive up the cost of gasoline and diesel. Eventually, people feel compelled to buy an electric car to avoid the high cost of gasoline. Bingo! A new market for electric cars is established. This is not free market capitalism. This is what the WEF calls stakeholder 
capitalism. It will be the same with meat. Yep. The U.S. government wants us to eat genetically modified fake meat. We know this because the U.S. Department of Agriculture, or the USDA, and the Food and Drug Administration, the FDA, announced in a press release in November of 2018 during the Trump administration to jointly regulate and approve the production of lab-grown meat in America. The release states this. And I quote, the agencies are today announcing agreement on a joint regulatory framework wherein the FDA oversees cell collections, cell banks, and cell growth and differentiation. A transition from FDA to USDA oversight will occur during the cell harvest stage. USDA will then oversee the production and labeling of food products derived from the cells of livestock and poultry. Many of the young people who run the big corporate meat processing companies like Tyson and JBS are also invested in lab-grown meat. Why? Because they've been told by the globalists at the World Economic Forum that that's the wave of the future. So they will do their part to help drive up the cost of real meat, which in turn will drive the consumer to buy their, quote, new product that's coming out of a factory instead of a farm, eventually with a cheaper price tag. Folks, I'm going to throw this in here right now. Do you think that they have already put this into our supply, into our food supply? Do you think that they're already using this um, fake meat already? I mean, I'm just throwing this out there. I'm not saying thus says the Lord or anything, but, uh, you know, stranger things have happened. I mean, do you trust them? I don't trust our government in the United States at all. I don't trust our government. I don't trust the USDA. I don't trust any branch ever. Never. Not anymore. I don't trust them. And look at all the food recalls. All these massive food recalls. Are those real? Or are they just saying that because they don't want you to have meat? Like, what's really going on? Or they could be sabotaging the meat. You, know, you just never really know. But what does the Bible say would happen in these end times? What did Jesus say? Deception. Deception, 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 he said, would be everywhere. And boy, do we see it happening now. From the jab to the fake meat, to everything in between. We see them to the fake, to the money, to, I mean, all kinds of things that are going on in the world today. It is happening. Are you going to fall for the lie? Or will you believe the truth? The Bible is the only source of truth. I want you to know that the Bible is the only source of truth. Jesus Christ is the only way to God. He says, I am the way, the truth, and life, and no one comes to the Father except by me, he said. Jesus is the only way. Don't let this world deceive you. Don't let the world lie to you. I don't care what anybody tells you. I don't care. I don't care. You need to care. You need to get into the Word. Get into the Word of God. Let the Word of God get into you, like I always say. Because if you don't know the Word, anybody can tell you anything. And you're going to believe them. Because you don't know any better. My mom always said, I don't care what they tell you. I don't care if it's a pastor. I don't care who it is. If you can't find it in the Word of God or they can't show you where they got it out of the Bible, then you do not believe them. I think the Apostle Paul said that too. <laughs> anyway, guys. Oh, I, you know, it just, it just makes me wonder if they haven't already put this into our food supply. Like I said, find you a local rancher or farmer. You know? Because we really don't know. We don't know. You know? Anyway. So Western governments will also do their part in this grand scam. Yes, folks, making it more and more difficult for ranchers to raise cows and other livestock. 
claiming it's bad for the environment. Remember over there in Europe, they're wanting to tax them on their cow farts. This is the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen in my life. Anyway, they will heap more regulations on the ranchers like they've already been doing for years, driving many of them out of business and further paving the way for the fake meat producers. Meanwhile, the huge asset management firms like BlackRock and Vanguard are taking over centralized food production technologies and will have near total control over the future food supply in America. Larry Fink, CEO of BlackRock, is also on the board of the World Economic Forum, which put out the video in 2018 warning us carnivores that our meat-eating days are numbered. Later that same year, the U.S. government puts its stamp of approval on the fake meat industry. Starting to see the connections here. <laughs> I know you're seeing them now. The Israeli company Redefined Meat said it was, quote, launching tenderloin and striploin steaks and their adoption by chefs in expensive restaurants proved their quality, according to Reuters. Did y'all hear that? They've already done it, folks. They've already put it into the meat. So they've already put it in the supplies. Right there. Launching tenderloin and strip loin steaks in their adoption by chefs in expensive restaurants. Of course, that proved their quality. Yeah. With a new distributorship, it plans to launch its products at restaurants and butchers in France this month, then in Italy, Greece, and Sweden later this year, and in a dozen more countries next year. So, already, right now... Uh, they have them in butchers and restaurants in France right now, I guess, because this is later in the month. How's that coming along? Why are you going to give fake meat to butchers? What do they have to butcher? <laughs> They're not butchering anything. They're not having to cut anything. It's already grown just like that. Was well, printed with a 3D printer. I guess you could print it in the state of Texas if you wanted to. Makes me sick, guys. Anyway, it's, quote, new meat, unquote, is currently available in Israel. Britain, the Netherlands, and Germany, and almost 1,000 restaurants that are currently paying about $40 per kilo for redefined meats steak cuts. The spokesman, or the company spokesman told Reuters. Other fake meat producers, such as U.S.-based Beyond Meat, are cutting sales projections, Reuters reports, while pointing out that the Nestle is still hope, or that Nestle is still hoping for big things for its new line of fake meat. We'll see how long people's fascination with fake meat lasts. One taste, and those who thought they'd like to try it often come away disappointed. But there are no doubt some true believers who will consume it and think they're actually saving the planet in the process. Yes, folks. Go check out Leo Holman. He's always got great things. Always got some really good articles. I don't even know, guys. Biden administration sued by a group seeking transparency on the JFK assassination. Guys, we are most definitely living in the end times. So with that, guys, I'm going to get off here. And uh, as always, like I always say, get in the Word of God. Let the Word of God get into you because we are in the last days, folks. And if you are not, um, let me say, if you're, if you haven't, made the decision for Jesus Christ. If you're still sitting on the fence, I don't know what you're waiting for. Number one, I mean, you could walk outside and get hit by a truck. You know, we're not guaranteed tomorrow. We're not guaranteed our next breath. And so my prayer is that you would 
accept him why you can cry out to the lord jesus why you still have time why you still have breath in your lungs because i'm telling you what's coming upon this world what's happening right now is going to be nothing <laughs> and it's bad now i mean it's very bad but it's nothing compared to what's coming in the tribulation anyway um if you haven't i have a book on amazon it's um after the rapture what comes next my name is heather o'daniel and uh, I think it's $3.99. You can get it on Kindle or you can get it in paperback, however you want to get it. Um, but it does tell you what's going to happen. It gives you the outline of what the what the rapture is straight from the Bible. Straight from the Bible. And then um, in succession order, what's going to happen. What you can expect if you are left behind. So it's kind of taken from a left behind point of view. And my newest book is When the Rapture Hits the Fan. And that is taken from a person who is not saved perspective from the moment that we as christians believers born again believers are snatched out of this world and what happens after that and it's a very fast i think it's one of the best books i've ever wrote <laughs> but anyway it's um it's it's very very fast-paced and dramatic and um, i read it on here not too long ago a few months ago i think i read it on here right after i uh uh I published it so anyway um check that out and uh, if you want to, it's on sale too. And I have several other books um, on Amazon. COVID-19, Faith Over Fear. Um, I have, uh, what else? My other one is The Remnant, Last Days Remnant Believers. That's probably one of the other better books I've wrote. It's nonfiction. That's probably the best nonfiction. But well, I don't know. They're all pretty good. I just, I pray that uh, that the Lord could use them in any way, in any way to bring people to to christ that's all that's all i want that's all i want is is people to know jesus christ as their lord and savior oh there's still time folks not a lot of time left not a lot of time left jesus so when you see these things begin to happen what does he say hold your head up high because your redemption draws near means he's coming to take us home anyway guys um please join me later on uh i'm gonna do a study in satan's counterfeit christianity and you can find that at raptureready.com it's going to be about the catholic church in the end times and i'll give you a little uh heads up right here it says growing up as a roman catholic he says i was completely ignorant of what was contained in the bible regarding jesus salvation and his gospel of grace like most Catholics, uh, the Holy Bible was in the home, but just collected dust and was never read. We accepted all that was taught to us by the priests, the nuns, the lay teachers in the CD or CCD classes and in their catechism. But it's going to get better, folks. It's going to get better. Anyway, join me for that uh, study. And uh, anyway, later on today or tomorrow. Anyway, with that, um, I'm getting off here. So get in the word of God. Let the word of God get into you. And Maranatha, Lord Jesus, Maranatha. May God bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you. Especially in these last days. May, Lord God, may you give us boldness to speak your word, to tell the truth and to not back down, to run our race, to finish our race that you've given us. Anyway, in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.